everybody. We are Learning the Tropes. I'm Aaron. I'm Clayton. And I'm the romance novel veteran. And I'm the virgin. And every week, we read a different romance novel, and then we talk about what we loved about it. We talk about all of our favorite tropes. We talk about only one bed, secret places. Secret places. That's mine. You stole it. <laughs> every trope under the sun. Mm-hmm. So to give you a little taste of our show, we're going to play a clip from the episode where we reviewed Lisa Claypass's Dreaming of You. So I started reading this book, and I immediately loved it. <laughs> I love this book. Oh, I'm so happy. This is one of my absolute favorite books in the world. Yeah. I love Lisa Claypath so much. And if you were not into this book, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. This is going to be so upsetting to me. I am so Happy that you loved it and that we could just fangirl out for the yes. next hour because that's all I want to do. I didn't want to have to defend it. <laughs> Learning the Tropes comes out every Wednesday and you can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. So come check us out. It's the Mermaid Podcast. We've got mermaids on the land and down below. Legs or fins, you will love our show. All the news that makes a splash is on the Mermaid Podcast. Hello, you're listening to the Mermaid Podcast, and I'm your host, Laura Von Holt, the fairy boss mother. Hi, Mer friends. This episode is mostly for my American merfolk, but all of my international mer friends, of course, you're welcome to listen. Uh, but today, I want to do my patriotic duty and encourage all of my mer friends to vote. Yes, voting! I know, we are living through some hard times. There is lots of conflict, people with different opinions, and if you look at the news or social media, it seems like everyone is fighting. But don't let that distract you from exercising your right to vote. Now, why is a podcast about mermaids talking to you about voting uh, because if we learned anything from the Little Mermaid, it's important that you should never give up your voice. You never know when a sea witch is waiting around the corner trying to take it from you. And for merfolk, your vote is your voice. And I want all of my friends to use their voice. Please use your beautiful siren voices to advocate for yourselves and your communities. That is why I care about voting, because I care about my mer friends and their voices. And your vote is your voice. Personally, this might sound weird, but I love to vote. The very first general election that I could vote in was in the year 2000. Please don't think about how old I am. I mean, I don't care if you do. I'm, I'm not ashamed of my age. But it was the year 2000. That was the first year that I could vote. And I was so very excited. Um, but that year I was studying abroad. So I couldn't physically be in the United States on election day. But that was okay. Because I made sure to get an absentee ballot and vote by mail. And it was great. I got to still party hard in London at my drama program. And I still got to vote. It was great. 
Um, and if you remember that election year in 2000, it was also contentious. That was the year of the hanging chads, and there are all sorts of shenanigans. Uh, I remember ordering beers in a pub in London, and people were shaking their heads like, geez, you Americans don't even know who your president is yet. I think it took like weeks or months before the election was fully decided. And you can look up the history of that election for yourselves, but all I would say is that it was bananas, but whatever, I still voted, and it was my first election, and I, I just liked participating. I liked being like, mm, look at me, I'm so responsible, I voted. So this year, 2020, 20 years since my first general election, this year is also bananas, but there is no reason to be confused because we have the internet and we have so many more ways to get informed. When I voted in 2000, I kind of was just doing it by the seat of my pants. Like, I don't even, I don't even remember how I figured out how to get an absentee ballot, but, uh, it's a lot easier now to figure things out. And because I want you to be informed and I want to help you out, I'm going to put a few links in the show notes for places to help you get informed, figure out how and when to vote in your state. So this is my mermaid's guide to voting. Just a couple steps of things that I know to do and things that might help you out. And I hope this is helpful. Uh, so the first step to voting is to make sure that you are registered. Even if you think you are registered, you should double check, maybe even triple check. I've been checking for months. I will probably keep checking <laughs> because who knows? <laughs> um, Two websites that I looked out with, looked at which seemed very straightforward to me and which I could navigate very easily um, are votesaveamerica.com and whenweallvote.org. I checked my voter registration on both of those. It was very quick, and I found a lot of information very easily. So that's my personal recommendation. Okay, so the second step to voting is that you have to make a plan and then make a backup plan. So I live in the state of New York, so my personal plan is that New York has early voting. So I am going to vote early in person. And the early voting dates for the state of New York are October 24th to November 1st, which means I have nine days to vote. Um, and then my backup plan is to vote in person on election day. So I went to votesaveamerica.com and I signed up to be alerted by email when the early voting polling locations will be announced because um, I don't know where they are yet. Also, I'm only going to vote once, one time, because voting once is what is legal. But during early voting, I have nine different days to choose from. So as the day gets closer, whichever day works best for me, I'll just go on that day and I have nine to choose from. So if something happens, I can have a backup and a backup and a backup. And if worse comes to worse, I will show up on the day, the actual official election day, November 3rd. The third step to voting is to do research. Uh, the first time I voted, I didn't really do research. I just, like, got the ballot, and then I was like, oops, I didn't really realize that you voted for, like, more things than just president. Whoops. Um, so please don't make my mistake. Um, so what I do now, uh, because I want to know what's on the ballot before I get to the uh, voting booth, is I visit a website called whosontheballot.org, and that gives me a rundown of what should be on my ballot in my state and in my city. Um, 
I also, a few days before the election, I Google my city plus the current election. And usually a local news website will give me a rundown of candidates and some information for whatever else might be on the ballot. Um, then I check out the candidates' websites and I read up on the issues and I, and I see who I think is best. And if there's anything that I haven't been following, following, um, I do a little bit more research on that too and, and just get an idea of what the issues are, who the candidates are, and what is on the ballot and what I think. And this doesn't take me very long, so please don't think it's very intimidating and it's like homework. I, you know, I just take a poke around the internet, see what I think. Um, sometimes, especially in my local elections, I won't I won't have a feeling one way or another on a candidate or I'll be a, a little undecided um, on an issue. And so in that case, what I have done, and this is just my personal decision, but I want my vote to count for something. Um, so what I do, what I, what I call lending my vote, uh, because I am a white lady from a good income and education bracket, bracket, uh, so things generally work out well for me. Um, so in that case, I like to lend my privilege somewhere where it will really, really count. So when I'm doing my research and I'm undecided, I will, uh, lend my vote to who, to someone who will be helpful to marginalized backgrounds. So that doesn't mean that I like somebody else votes for me. I just ask Ask a friend from a marginalized background, uh, do you think this person is more helpful to you? Do you th which way do you think on this issue? Um, or I'll, I'll do some research about it and see, you know, who could benefit the most from something. Um, and then also what I might do, especially again in my local elections, is I don't have kids, but I care about children and I care about future generations. So I will ask friends who are in education, um, you know, does, does, which one of these will be better for you? Which one is better for kids? Which one is better for schools? Um, and I get some information that way, uh, which is just very like word of mouth research. It's not official. It's just what I do. Um, and then I will lend my vote to what's good for kids and what's good for schools um, and what's good for people from marginalized communities. Um, and that's just something that I like to do because uh, I want to I want to do the most for my community and I want um I kind of think that like if something is good for everybody, then something is good for everybody, and that includes me. So I like to lend my vote where it might count and vote for things that will help people besides myself. That's just my personal way that I do it. Um, you can do whatever you want, but that's what I do when I'm researching something and I'm kind of not sure which way to go. I try to make my vote count for someone else if it doesn't seem like it's going to matter much to me. Uh, and then if worse comes to worse, I will be totally honest. I will vote for a woman because, uh, I like to see women in power. <laughs> now you know my evil plan. Women in power. Sorry. It's a thing. Um, not sorry at all. Uh, yeah. So that's what I do. I do. My third step is that I do my research and I personally like to lend my vote. So. After I have checked my registration, made a plan, made a backup plan, figured out how and where to vote, um, and what's on the ballot, the next step is actually voting. Yay! So that means that I show up to my polling place on the right day, I bring a pen in my purse just in case the pen I get there doesn't work, um, I bring an extra one to lend to somebody, um, I mean, that's always a fun way. You're waiting in line to get into the polling place, make friends with the neighbor, lend them a pen. It's a, it's a fun. It's fun. Um, and then after I vote, 
Uh, usually they give me a sticker and I really like that. That's really motivating for me for some reason. And then after I get my sticker, I take a selfie because I feel very proud of having just voted. Um, and in my neighborhood, there are lots of places that will give you a free coffee if you voted. So then I go and get my free coffee and I celebrate the fact that I used my voice and I think very warmly about how my vote just counted and how I advocated for myself and for my community. Um, and then I wait for the results of that part. Well, that part can be nerve wracking. Um, but that's it. Voting can be really straightforward. If you want to help more, you can register to be a poll worker or you can sign up to drive people to the polls or you can volunteer for a candidate's campaign or for a certain cause. There are so many ways to get involved and to use your voice. So I'm going to link to all of the sites that I mentioned um, in our show notes and I will link to an article by Kelsey Miller, who is a writer I know. She just wrote an article that summed up a lot of voting questions, um, which I also found helpful to read. And uh, everything I just said is in the show notes at mermaidpodcast.com. And if you yourself are a podcaster and you want to spread the word on voting, feel free to borrow from my script. Um, I think the more people that feel better about voting, the more, more votes that will happen. And voting is great. Uh, and the other thing that I want to say is I... I'm proud to be an American. I really like voting as an American, and it, it makes me feel really proud that I have this right um, and that I can exercise it and that I can participate in my democracy. Um, so I just want to say happy voting to my Mer friends. I love you, um, and I hope you'll join me in being proud to be an informed citizen and a mermaid who votes. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please tell a friend or leave a review. Reviews are really important because they help other mermaid lovers find us. The easiest way to leave a review is right in the app that you are using to listen to this episode or leave a review on our Facebook page. If you'd like to stay in touch with us, the best thing to do is sign up for our email list. We only send you emails that you like about new episodes and you will get exclusive behind the scenes content that you won't see anywhere else. Join the email list by dropping your email address into the sign up form, which you can find in any of the episode show notes at mermaidpodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Mermaid Podcast and we always love to see you on social media. Again, we'll have links to all of the mermaid news mentioned in this episode on our website, Mermaid podcast.com. Our jingle was recorded by Tori Scott, the world famous cabaret singer. You can find Tori at itstoriescott.com and the Mermaid Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts that you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Thank you for listening and remember, don't quit your daydream. It's the Mermaid Podcast. We've got mermaids on the land and down below. Legs or fins, you will love our show. All the news that makes a splash is on the Mermaid Podcast.